Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspective. I'm Lassia, and I'm here with Ambika and Vigi. Today, we're all together sitting on a couch in our in our it. living room. <laughs> we love sitting all together and talking through it. And I feel like at the start, such funny thing. But I remember our first episode, it was during the pandemic, and we would all be um, on different, like, in different states and cities. And we, we had a script. We had a freaking script for the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think about it, and I'm like, we have come so far. Like, we are sitting on a couch right Right now no script whatsoever and with a wonderful guest her name is Shri Gopal um she is the pre-health student behind at Shri TB scrubs again that's spelled at s-r-i-b-t scrubs and it stands for Shri behind the scrubs and we connected through Instagram I really liked her content because she's super transparent about her journey and she highlights so many different parts of her life um whether it be fitness, study tips, her mood. And I think that's what makes her such a good role model and a um, peer to have around us. So Shri has some really cool insight on a couple different things we really want to touch on. So just for an overview, she's a second second year undergraduate student at in Virginia. She goes to Christopher Newport University. Um, she is actually in between pre-PA and pre-med right now, which I think so many people are be, like going through that same struggle, whether it be nursing, whether it be med, whether it be um, podiatry, optometry, optometry, so many different things that people are going through. And we really appreciate Shri being able to voice this, I don't want to say confusion, but uncertainty with us today. And we know that whatever pre-health field you go into, the requirements are pretty much the same with a few caveats here and there. And one of the biggest things you need to go to pre-health school is um, clinical experience. And we have never talked to anyone on our podcast who is an EMT, but she recently gained national registry um, EMT certification. So we're going to be touching on that. So um, Ambika, I'm going to hand it off to you. Hi, Shri. So glad you're here with us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? We're all doing great. So happy to be here talking to you. So the first thing I just wanted to ask you about, um, Lassia mentioned it earlier, the pre-med versus pre-PA debate. I'm sure so many of our listeners are in this debate. I'm sure so many students around the country are so confused and trying to make this decision. So why don't you just explain your thoughts, pre-med versus PA? What are you thinking? How's it going with you? Yeah, so I mean, I started freshman year last year, and honestly, I came into college and felt overwhelmed. Um, you know, we whether you're pre-PA or pre-med, we have a lot of prerequisites to get through before we go into those graduate programs. And so I started, and I was overwhelmed with the fact that, you know, I had to do all these prerequisite courseworks, along with like research, volunteering, like, you know, um, possibly like a job, clinical experience, it just felt like there was so much to go through. And so I kind of had this internal debate of like, you know, should I be, you know, continuing for another eight years? I mean, med school is, you know, four years of med school, and then also um, like three plus years of residency versus PA is a shorter path of like two years of PA school, and then a possible residency if you wanted to. And so when I had, when I was going through this like rut of like feeling overwhelmed and feeling exhausted already as a freshman, I was like, do I want to continue this path of being pre-med or do I want to, you know, take a shorter path, but also very um, insightful, 
insightful path of being a PA. And so, so far it's been going good. I definitely think though, um, I needed to go through this, you know, I would say internal debate because I feel oftentimes we have this pressure to only go to like a, to like, you know, the status of being a doctor, being a lawyer. And I feel like these paths of like, whether it be PA nursing are often not talked about because, you know, that's what society knows um, of mainly in terms of like, you know, you know, very big positions like, P, uh, like doctor or lawyer. Yeah, girl. And, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I know it's so hard being um, a pre-health student, all the classes we take, girl, like we feel it too, us three sitting here trying to, mm-hmm. like Vigi and I, we're, we share the same room, it's coming back from volunteering, so exhausted. <laughs> it's, I know it's all so these hard. labs that we're doing from our apartment. I know it's Actually, difficult. Yeah. So I'm really glad you mentioned about how PA would be essentially the same thing. You'd get the same um, satisfaction of treating patients, but you don't have to go through as much schooling. And I know I'm sure you guys have heard too, as a PA, it's um, easier to switch specialties. Whereas when you're a physician, um, you have to go through board certification. So do you want to maybe touch on what specialties you're interested in and how that fits into being a PA or a uh, physician. Yeah, so definitely like how you said, one of the benefits of being a PA is the fact that you can switch your specialties. And, you know, with being a physician, that's not as easy. You'll have to go through board certification again. And that's just a more extensive grueling process. Um, So currently, actually, I'm I'm interested in a few specialties. I would say definitely pediatrics and family medicine I'm really interested in. And also I'm interested in emergency medicine, which is kind of where um, I thought, you know, I would gain a lot more experience in like understanding that field and that specialty through being an EMT. So yeah, those are the three specialties I'm currently interested in. Oh, perfect. You said emergency <laughs> uh, medicine that ties exactly into what you're, you've been up to. And like we mentioned earlier, clinical hours are so, so important. It's so amazing. You've gotten in, into the EMT thing. So I'm going to hand it over to Vigi, who I know wants to ask you a little bit about this experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say first that, um, I personally don't know many people who have gone that route, but I think it's really unique and an interesting path to take. So my first question is, you know, what drew you to becoming an EMT? What made you want to do that to, you know, learn more about the field? Yeah. So, I mean, coming into college, I didn't really know about much about like EMT, EMS. Like I didn't really know a lot about that field. And I actually, there was a club um, that was started last year in my school. And it was pretty much like a club that spreads awareness about like EMS, like EMT, like BLS skills. And this club pretty much um, uh, specializes in spreading awareness on these certain skills and also training like students within our campus to know that, to know those skills. And so by training these students, um, we plan on conducting courses within our campus um, to other faculty members, to other students. And also we plan on um, kind of educating the community around us about these certain skills and, you know, things that like, I feel a lot of bystanders should know in very like critical situations. Like for example, like if a person is bleeding out, what do you do in that situation? Well, first you put pressure and then you kind of have to use your resources to um, kind of create a tourniquet if you need need to in that situation. And so those are the type of skills that, you know, are focused within this 
organization on campus. And so when I started last year um, in the fall semester, I was actually really intrigued by the different skills that I was learning about and like um, the different types of like um, systems within, you know, emergency medicine as a whole. And so I've became very intrigued and I wanted to learn more about this side of medicine because often, because honestly, I didn't know much about it to begin with. And so um, there was actually a course offered through this club. Um, I heard about it and it was an EMTB certification course and I decided to um, go for it. Um, I mean, I knew that I needed clinical experience uh, coming into college, but I didn't know what before coming in because I was honestly, I didn't really know much. Um, but through, you know, starting with this club and, you know, learning about all these skills, I really wanted to learn more on how I can make an impact on my community. And I felt like this was a great way to, you know, gain that clinical experience, but also, you know, learn um, a huge side about emergency medicine and like what that field looks like in general. So, yeah, no, I think that's really cool that you were able to join that club and learn a lot more um, about that path and like how you knew you know, what course to take. And I think, you know, being an EMT helps in, you know, several different aspects of life, like thinking under pressure and like having to work really fast. And so those are both going to be really important um, things to uh, know how to do when you are a physician or a PA in the future. Especially if you're going into emergency medicine. medicine. Yeah. I feel like I totally just freeze on the spot, but like, don't tell med school. (laughs) (laughs) But um, continuing with that course, um, could you talk a little bit more about um, the process of becoming an EMT? Like, how long does this, you know, certification process take? You know, what exam do you need to take? Just because I feel like our listeners, you know, may not know too much about how to become an EMT. Yes. So um, usually there's the nearby fire stations in your community, um, near your school, um, there are courses that those fire stations offer to for free um, to gain that um, EMTB certification. So I feel there's a lot of um, resources out there that help um, that can help students get their EMT certification. You just have to be on the lookout for those. And yeah, so through this um, club, I was able to learn about that course. And so the course started in January of 2020. Um, and it was a off-campus course, like I stated. And pretty much um, it was a about a on average a 20 week, a 20 hour per week commitment. Um, so we would have like three lectures within the week. So it would be two um, on Tuesday and Thursday, and those would be four hours each. And then on the weekend, it would be either a Saturday or Sunday, and it would be like an eight hour day. So it was definitely very intense. Um, in the time being, because I mean, along with this course, I was taking a full um, course load. Um, so it definitely, it was difficult to, at the at that time, kind of like make sure that I was not only doing well in my EMT course, but also managing my academics accordingly. Um, so within the EMT course, there is, I mean, we have lectures. So um, there's about like 40 chapters that usually um, EMTBs um, have to learn about. Um, before you know taking that uh national exam and um also we had 
practicals within uh, our course as well. So practicals are all about the skills we need to know as an EMTB. So that includes like how to take a physical and trauma exam, um, applying a tourniquet, splinting, and like inserting an NPA or OPA. Um, so those were the type of skills that we had to learn within our course because that is what EMTBs do um, in the field. And along with that, um, we also have to do ride-alongs, which is what I did towards the end of my course, which is when you're actually on the ambulance. So you're seeing patients, you're with two other, usually two other EMTs or two other paramedics, you know, you're kind of in a group. So it's not just you treating those patients, but pretty much you are, um, I mean, your official role is an EMT student, but you can practice any of the skills that EMTBs can. Um, so pretty much during those times, I could use whatever I learned through my practicals and I could implement it on the actual, like, you know, on the patients that I interact with. Um, so I think this is actually where I learned the most about like being an EMT and like what the job actually entails because I was actually physically interacting with patients and I got to really understand what emergency medicine is like. Yeah, that, um, um, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think so. That's also quite a bit of a time commitment. Wow, like 20 hours a week. So kudos to you for being able to um, complete that as well as your schoolwork. That's a big um, congratulations to you. Thank you so much. And you were saying again, so you had like the lecture component to like, you know, learn all of the um, information. And then you had the practical component. And then you also wrote along with actual EMTs to get kind of on the job training. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. I can't like, I honestly cannot like for me, I are like even hospital volunteering is like that whole one month where you have to get the TB test, then you have to do this training. and go to that interview training, this training that I get overwhelmed a little bit at that. So seriously, kudos to you. And honestly, like you deserve like so much credit for doing this. So that is it for our discussion today. Thank you so much, Shri, um, for giving us some insight. We really like had no idea yeah, about. about yeah so we wish you the best of luck yeah um, thank you so much for having me of course. yeah we know what whatever just by talking to you and getting to know you we know whatever you pick whether it be a med or pa you're going to be an amazing healthcare professional guys make sure you check out shri gopal at shri bt scrubs sri bt scrubs um and we'll catch you for another episode next week take care guys